Coffee with Kathy. I'm so excited today that my guests are people that you all know and love as much as I do. It's our worship team and we're going to be talking to you about what goes on behind the scenes and how do we arrive to Sunday morning. I'm drinking from one of my favorite cups. It says a cup of happiness. And that's what I think about when I think about my days and my work here at Park Avenue. So why don't we begin with introducing ourselves and just telling a little bit about what we do. Liz, you wanna start? Sure. Um, so my name is Liz Sweeney and I'm the Director of Children and Family Programming here at Park Avenue United Methodist Church. I work with all of the children of the church. I run Sunday school and I am very lucky to do that. They are the highlight of my week for sure. Isaiah? All right. I am Isaiah, I'm the ministry associate at the church, uh, which means that I do whatever I'm told to do. Uh, <laughs> I have to deal with worship. Uh, sometimes I've been the one uh, doing stuff for the building and sometimes it's something completely different. And so my job never stays the same. Uh, yeah, and that's what I do. And I'm Derek Byers, I am the director of music, um, but I've also been uh, dealing with getting all the equipment together and getting everything set up for the live streaming and a lot of our uh, new online content. So I've been putting a lot of that together. So I wanna begin by publicly thanking each of you for your work and your service to our church. Um, the day in and day out that we engage with one another, it's just for me personally, a joy to watch each of you grow and each of you evolve into the person that you are being called into. And as Isaiah said, we never know what our day is going to be like. All job descriptions are blurred, right? Especially in this pandemic, as we have landed on our feet and we've been able to provide ministry for our congregation. So I just want to thank you for that and thank you for being on this journey with me. Um, as I said, we're going to talk a little bit about how we get to Sunday morning. So Isaiah, do you want to start like on Tuesday, what happens? Great. Uh, so Tuesday at uh, normally about 1030, uh, all of the staff of the church, we, we gather on Zoom for our weekly staff meeting. Um, there are eight of us that are on the call. Uh, we go through kind of the things that are coming up in the week throughout the whole church and through the day school. Uh, we talk about things that need to be getting done. Uh, and after we go through that staff meeting, then the four of us will meet. Uh, where That's where we're talking about worship. We're talking about what the scriptures are for the coming week, what songs we want to do, uh, any other questions in terms of who we want uh, to, to ask to do the welcome video for that week of that's really the meeting where we get the ball rolling for our worship service. Thank you. Uh, Derek reminded me the other day that one of our early meetings, it might've even been in the jo uh, job interview when we were hiring him and he made a comment about when are we going to outgrow the 11 o'clock service and the nine o'clock service. And lo and behold, here we are. And we're just doing all kinds of things that we just were not, you know, we, we've sort of been pushed out into a new zone. 
So, um, Derek, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, how we get to Sunday morning from your perspective? Sure. Uh, so Sunday morning uh, for, for me starts off, uh, I get to arrive at the church around 9.30-ish, uh, usually in the morning, go in, sanitize, wash hands, sanitize things and bring into the building. Uh, and then we kind of get everything set up. Uh, most of, like the piano and most of the things uh, stay in place and we turn on all the lighting. Um, the, the setup that we have now uh, is filmed on the third floor, uh, kind of in the back half, back towards the offices. Uh, and we, I think it was the second Sunday, in, oh no, it was like March 15th, that Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, we, we got together the week before that and we said, okay, we've got to put all this together. So we kind of threw up a quick setup uh, and it's kind of been what stuck. Um, and so we use that same setup every week. Um, and then, uh, you know, I go about making the posts that go out and whatnot at the beginning and we get all of our materials and media together for the service. And then at about 1045, we start the live stream uh, so people can join and then 11 a.m. it's go time. Uh, and then the service is, is only about 20 to 30 minutes. And so it, it happens very quickly. Um, but even in that thir 30 to 20 minutes, um, because of everything else before, it really feels like we've been through a full Sunday service. And it feels like, you know, we, we've been there uh, like a normal service. Uh, and then after the service is over, um, you know, Isaiah and I kind of make sure everything gets uploaded and make sure all the pictures and everything get turned around uh, so that you guys can view everything uh, as soon as the service is over. And then by, by the time that's done, we talk about maybe a little bit about what next week is going to look like, and then we head home. Well, now we have new responsibilities because we've got to walk through the building. We've got to flush the toilets to make sure that nothing is <laughs> works the way it's supposed to work. And, uh, you know, for Isaiah and I, we're checking the mail, we're sorting the mail, we're writing checks, or, or making sure that uh, the, the deposit is there. And I'm always happy to stay as long as necessary with those checks. <laughs> In the checks, it's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk a little bit about how we decided to uh, go to the church, the three of us, on Sunday morning versus Zoom and some of the other mechanisms that uh, people decided to do and are doing these days. Because I think that Thursday, um, we had gone to the church and we had, you know, decided what we were going to do. Everything was set. It was right before Holy Week, or, I think, or maybe two weeks before Holy Week. And then we started worrying about social distancing and how we were going to make everything look. And uh, so that was quite an ordeal just to get us to how we were going to present the worship service. And uh, I think I've said almost every week that if Isaiah and Derek are, you know, don't want to come out anymore, we'll figure something else out. But as a preacher of 30 years, right, like, you know, the thought of sitting on a couch in sweats and preaching, I just could not imagine it. I just, I just need to stand on my feet and proclaim the word of God. And I must say, you know, it took me a while to preach into a camera <laughs> instead of watching people because I feel so connected to the congregation when I'm preaching and I look for those head nods, right? And I look for that smile or or whatever is like, what did she just say? You know, but I, but those kinds of things really do fuel the preaching moment for me. So it was quite an ordeal to just to decide 
on how we were going to do it. And so knock wood, thank God for answered prayers. Uh, it seems to be working for us. And so thank you. Thank you for your commitment to that. Um, Liz, you want to talk a little bit about what you do? Yeah. So unfortunately, I'm not able to be there on Sundays. Um, because I live in Queens, it's a little hard for me to get there and everybody else can kind of walk to the church. Be a little bit of a challenge for me to do so. And as you can see over my shoulder, I have Penny with me all the time. So <laughs> uh, it would be really hard for me to bring her into the city. So what we decided was that children's programming was going to be um, virtual and remote. So every Sunday, I have the privilege of tuning into the service um, at 11 o'clock and truly experience, experiencing it, which is something that I don't always get a chance to do, generally just during the summers when sun Sunday school isn't running. Um, so it's a very special moment for me and, and for Penny during the week where we get to really hear the word, hear from Kathy and hear from Isaiah and hear the beautiful music that Derek provides us. Um, and it's a really special time. It also prepares me for, um, <laughs> Sorry, it also prepares me for uh, for uh, Sunday school. So uh, at 12 o'clock, we begin our Zoom Sunday school where all of our students come and join us. We have like around 20 students that come and log in. Um, every week it's a different combination, but there are a number of students that come every single week without fail. Um, and it's really special to see parents kind of setting them up in the background, saying hello and, um, it's our opportunity to um, engage with our young people. It's really hard. It would be really hard to just have a one-way conversation with them. I know, Kathy, you spoke to that, about how hard it is in terms of preaching. And one of the things that I find really challenging of even over Zoom that I can have this conversation with the, with the students is that so much of what happens in Sunday school is the tiny in-between moments of noticing that someone's hairstyle changed or a quick pat on the back when they look sad or the way that they run in and hug us. And it's, it's definitely been um, a shift for myself and for the staff to be thinking in a different way of how to reach our students. And um, in lots of ways, I think the staff has just really stepped up in terms of like our, um, our Sunday school uh, staff. They, the teachers have just, I, I walked into, I, or I zoomed into one of the rooms with Carl Condra, and I found he had a tie on his head. I don't know what he was teaching, but those kids were engaged, and it was so fun, and everybody is just having, like, having the best time we possibly can right now, um, which uh, is truly amazing, and I, and I want to say, Kathy joins us for the beginning of our Sunday school every week. And the children are always so excited to see her. And our teachers are so excited to see her. Um, and it just starts us off in the right place um, where we can kind of center ourselves and um, be together. So that's kind of what Sunday school looks like now for our students. Um, and we also provide them with opportunities for community service throughout the week that is not necessarily with us. It's like one-offs that they can do, writing letters, sending cards, things like that things of that nature, but it's, uh, it's definitely different now. Um, but I have to say it is very, very special and really important to the students who are involved. So I'm lucky. Yeah, you are. And I'm always, I always feel lucky when I'm able to pop on for a moment to say hello to the kids and see how engaged they are. Mm -hmm. And so many, 
so mm-hmm. many. Um, Liz, you talked earlier today about parenting during the pandemic and how you are engaging your daughter, Penny, in some of this stuff that's happening. Do you want to tell yeah. us a little bit about that? You know, it's funny. Sometimes the engagement happens in ways that I don't necessarily want, but it just kind of happens. <laughs> and then in other times, it's very intentional. So for instance, last Sunday, um, Penny like decided she absolutely wanted waffles in the morning and it's Sunday. And I was like, I'm going to do, we're going to make waffles. But I didn't quite look at the time and I was a little off. So I knew I had to log on for Zoom. So I have Isaiah in the background over here and I'm hearing him preach and I'm over the stove and I'm, and I'm flipping waffles and, and doing my thing. And then I realized I was like, oh no, I have to log on. So I put my laptop on top of my coffee machine and I'm trying to make it look as if I'm not flipping waffles so that I can be really focused for our students, but I could still provide food for my daughter. <laughs> it was just like one of those moments where, you know, I, I almost was like trying to pretend like all of my life stuff wasn't happening. Um, and it was funny and it was totally fine. And I, and I cannot stop laughing about it, honestly. Um, but then there are other moments where I intentionally incorporate Penny into some of our programming. One of the things that I'm doing right now is I'm assisting with the day school and their twos, threes class. And I'm also providing a theater class for the whole school once a week on Wednesdays. And it's pre-recorded. So um, at first I was like trying to do it all by myself and it wasn't making sense because really like if you want a child to pretend to be a blueberry, it's one thing if I do it, but really they need to see someone their own age doing it or around their age. So I bit the bullet and I let Penny join as my co-star in my theater class. And I have to say, it's just been the best thing ever. Um, She is a little bit of a diva. Sometimes she has some real ideas about direction of where the class should be going. And I don't always agree, but whatever, it's fine. Uh, But it's something about like, for me at least, it's a moment of um, acknowledging that there are limitations to what I can do on my own. um, But also like taking advantage of the fact that I have all of this time with my daughter and how do I make it special and how do I use it to my advantage instead of constantly fighting it? And I felt like I was fighting it a lot in the beginning, but now, you know, she just pops in, she pops out. It's fine. Uh, So I was happy to find that ease, but it took, it took a while, a while. (laughs) It is fine. And Penny is so, so much a part of all of us, right? So she, she gets away with anything when it comes to our (laughs) We're happy to have her. Um, That leads me into uh, one of the things that I've been asking people uh, during this series is uh, to talk about some way that they've grown or how has their faith been informed in the midst of this pandemic. And uh, you just mentioned some things, the different ways that you're looking at things, Liz. I'm wondering if there's anything else. And then Isaiah and Derek can also chime in. What are you learning about Liz? What have you been surprised about? Um, I realize I, I've always been incredibly busy. And during this time, I have been even more busy than I have been, like, than I was before. And somehow, like, everything has just kind of tripled. And in the very beginning, I was overwhelmed by it. And I wasn't sure that I was going to be able to manage it all. And as the weeks went on and I realized 
I'm a lot stronger than I thought I was. Um, that I, I know what my limits are. I know what my, like my time boundaries need to be and that I'm smart. And I, and even, uh, I'll never forget Rebecca Ashley once said this to me. She said, um, that even if we're, we're, um, we're working at like 75% of our capacity, that's so much more than anyone can ever dream of. You know, it's, it's more than a lot of people are doing. So even if we can't give 110%, like I always want to, I need to accept the 75. I need to accept the 65 and say, that's what I can give right now. And in doing that, I feel like I've been freed up to somehow do more. I don't know. <laughs> it's been interesting. But yeah, I feel, I feel stronger for sure. That's great. That's a good word. That's a good word. Yeah. What about you, Derek? Hey, well, I was going to say, similarly, kind of piggybacking off of that, um, I feel uh, similarly in that um, I have needed to allow myself to also kind of have those days where, you know, all I did was watch TV and I did nothing else, and that's okay. And, like, learning for myself because, you know, as, you know, uh, there's a lot of pressure from some, not from some people, but you feel pressure sometimes as an artist. So, oh, I'm at home. So I have no reason but to create, 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 create. And then also we're doing this on top of that and doing all of that. And uh, in all of that, I found that, you know, there is something to that our brains continue to process and continue to work on things and piece things together. You know, almost like a computer, how it has programs running in the background. Our brain does the same thing. And so even I found sometimes that the days of relaxation, the days where um, I don't spend any time thinking about this project or thinking about that sometimes can be as helpful, if not more helpful, because then my brain can do its stuff. It can process, it can process. And then when I come back to it, it's like, oh, by the way, here it is. And, and it's much easier than going, oh, I have to force this out. I have to force this out. And oftentimes I found that if I just wait and let it come out naturally that, you know, it's better. It's a better product and it's, and it's, it's easier and it's, it's, it's a better experience all over in that. Yeah. So it's, I've definitely learned to allow myself to have just have days where nothing is happening. And those are equally as important of days where our, that things are happening. Father Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that there are, there are two things that I'm kind of learning about myself through this. One of those things uh, is I, I, I've noticed in my own life how I've kind of been paring down what I understand that I need in, in the sense of um, not that I'm going full, not being a full minimalist quite yet, uh, but in terms of the stuff that I have, of in terms of what I'm buying now, in terms of what I'm spending my money on, I've noticed that being forced to 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 not have as many opportunities, I'm finding that what I thought I needed, I don't actually need. Um, a, a strange side effect of that, in terms of of how it is outwardly portrayed, uh, is I think this is the first time in about uh, two months that I've worn a color that is not black, white. <laughs> or uh, gray, uh, of this very kind of uh, simplistic, more simplistic way of life that seems to be coming out of this. Um, I'm sure in the next couple of months, I will be getting rid of half the stuff in my apartment and I'm so excited just to be, just to be getting rid of stuff. And I'm finding that as things are simpler, uh, 
uh, it's just less noise, it's less chaos. It, it, it's just more soothing and more relaxed. And another thing that I'm finding is uh, of, of recognizing my own tendency to want to know exactly what's going on, to be in control in some degree. Uh, and obviously this thing is bigger than any of us, bigger than our nation. And how just the ability to control is, is just kind of out the window now. Um, you know, thinking about that from a, from a faith perspective of, uh, I was having a conversation with my spiritual director a couple of weeks ago, and she, and she asked, what are you learning about God during this? Uh, and your own faith. And, and how I responded was being more okay of saying, I don't know. I don't know why this is happening. I don't know what's going to come out of it. I don't know what church is going to look like in a month, in a year. But to be okay with that, to know that it's out of my control, there's nothing that I can do outside of controlling my own actions. And sometimes that's all you need. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's just great. Um, I think I already knew this about myself. When I've taken the Myers-Briggs and other tests, I've all, always scored sort of uh, half and half on introvert, extrovert. And often I function as an extrovert uh, because when I need to be on, I'm gonna be on. But this pandemic has reminded me of how much of an introvert I am. And so even this coffee with Kathy is like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> All of this viral stuff is just like taking my breath away because I don't know. I just, um, how do I say this? Um, I, I'm, I'm exposed in a way, I think, that I just never thought I needed to be, right? Or, or even wanted to be. Uh, but what I will say is that what I know for sure is that we have a good product. We are sincere about what we do. We are genuine. We believe it, right? And there's a place for it. So uh, I'm stepping out of my introvertedness, if that's a word. And thanks to you guys, it's your fault. So, you know, just for the record. Um, but yeah, and also reminded that when you love something and when you need to do something, you do it. Whether you're comfortable with it or not, you, you live into it because the moment is calling for it. And this moment has called all of us, not just us, but all of our staff and our church and our world to live into something new. And that gives me hope, right? Is that we have it in us. We have inside of us what we need. And we might have our own preferences and our own little whatevers. But when the time is right, we will live into what we need to live into. So here we are, for God's sake. I didn't ask you guys what cups you're drinking from. Ooh, um, so I am drinking from a cup that my cousin Norman gave me for Christmas. He was my Kris Kringle. And he always gives me the best cups and gifts and things and he got me this cup because he says I always have a cold so it's good for my tea <laughs> which I'm glad is not the case right now but he's like because you're always sick so yay thank you it's beautiful 
I can go. Uh, so, uh, par for the course, all I'm wearing is black, white, and gray. Uh, similarly, everything in my apartment is black, white, or gray. So I just have the very basic white mug, and these are pretty much all that I use. And then the mug that I have is, uh, and I actually think this might have even been the same one that Colin had um, on his episode, but it's a Shakespeare mug, and it has all the different quotes uh, of Shakespeare um, all around it. It's one of one of my go-tos. Derek, I have the same mug. <laughs> <laughs> I love that mug. <laughs> I want one. <laughs> we'll get you one, Kathy. We'll get you. We get one. <laughs> We're gonna order you run right you now. Right now. <laughs> So, friends, as you can tell, we have a lot of fun. Thanks be to God. And we really do care about each other. And we care about you. And we thank you for taking this journey with us. And starting this Sunday at 1 o'clock, thanks to Jennifer Jacob and Robin Galeb, we're going to have coffee hour. So pay attention to the emails that are going to come out this week on uh, Life and Faith on Friday and on the Bulletin on Sunday, because we are looking forward to seeing you for coffee hour this Sunday. Here's drinking to us. Thanks be to God. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Coffee with Kathy. This podcast is brought to you by Park Avenue United Methodist Church. Follow us on social media at PAUMCNYC. You can also support our ministries by donating at PAUMCNYC.org slash give. We hope you've enjoyed this coffee with Kathy. Until next time.